Thank you for tuning in to Weathering the Storm podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles. Hello and welcome to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles, and I welcome you back uh, to Weathering the Storm. We are now uh, in season three, and it's just been a wonderful, wonderful journey going through this podcast. Uh, I'm so excited for this new season, and I appreciate you so much for for tuning in today and and for all those who, who are listening today who have been listening to previous episodes in past seasons. I appreciate you very much. And certainly if we have any new listeners, thank you for tuning in. I certainly hope that this podcast will help to encourage you. And as the name suggests, that it will help you to weather the various storms that you may be facing in your life. And certainly most of all, I pray that this effort will be to the glory of God and that he will be pleased with this. I'm very humbled by this, very thankful for this opportunity. And again, thank you so much for listening. This is an exciting season of Weathering the Storm. Uh, Yes, it's season three, but now uh, what is exciting about this is this uh, podcast, Weathering the Storm, is actually joining a network, and that is the Scattered Abroad Network. This is a network of podcasts in which uh, several gospel preachers are coming together in a collaborative effort, striving to spread the good news to as many people as we can. Uh, The name behind Scattered Abroad, the idea... Uh, comes from Acts chapter 8 and verse 4. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. And so we are scattered because of distance, but we can be together. We can be united in purpose. We can be united in our goal. And again, that is to put out biblical content and strive to help everyone get to heaven. That is the ultimate goal of this podcast. And so if you will, go like us on Facebook, The Scattered Abroad Network. Go find us on Instagram. Uh, But most importantly, we hope that you'll pray for this effort uh, as we are striving uh, to do this to the glory of God. As we come to season three of Weathering the Storm, uh, it is important for us to uh, consider the theme or what we want to do in this season. If you tuned into season one, you noticed that our focus was Weathering the Storm of, and we looked at several different things. Uh, For example, Weathering the Storm of Depression. Weathering the storm of guilt, weathering the storm of fatigue, and we looked at several examples. Last season, our focus, our theme was weathering the storm by, and we discussed many things that that we can do to weather the storm. For example, weathering the storm by studying, weathering the storm by meditating, weathering the storm by praying, and so we want to use this, this lead statement, if you will, to help guide our thoughts. Well, now that we've come to season three, our lead statement will be weathering the storm like. Weathering the storm like. And what we want to do here is is we want to consider some biblical examples of individuals who faced very challenging storms, but were able to overcome them by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. In this first episode, we want to consider the example of of Noah. Noah who weathered the storm of the unknown and 
tension from the unbelievers. If you have your Bibles, if you, if you have a, a place where you can open up your Bible, of course, if you're driving down the road or you've got something going on, I, I certainly I don't want to encourage anything crazy to happen. But if you're at home or if you're in a place where you can open your Bible, I encourage you to go with me to Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. You know, in chapter 6 through 9, we have a, a very fascinating section of Scripture. Uh, prior to this, there's a lot that's taken place in the book of Genesis. Of course, we have in Genesis 1 and 2, we have the creation, and what I like to call an instant replay in chapter 2. In chapter 3, we have the fall of man. Of course, we also have the solution to the sin problem, Genesis 3.15, that prophecy about the seed of woman, that will be Jesus the Christ who would come and deliver that crushing blow to the head of Satan. In Genesis chapter 4, we have, of course, the account of Cain and Abel. And we think about how God is serious about what we offer to him in worship. We also see how dangerous it is to allow hatred to come into our lives against a brother. In chapter 5, we have the uh, the genealogy there of uh, of Adam. And we think about uh, the, the families that would come about. And we think about some of these names like Methuselah and Lamech. And then you have, of course, Noah. When you come to chapter 6... Now that everything has taken place, there's a very interesting statement. And I think about this a lot because I hear today, you know, this world is in such a bad place and this is the worst the world's ever been. But consider with me that when God looked upon the world, looked upon the hearts of man, he saw that every man's heart, every thought and intent of the man's heart was only evil continually. Now, I'm not saying that we don't live in a strange time right now. I'm not saying that there's a lot of wickedness going on because, as John said, the whole world lies in wickedness. But consider that thought. Every man's thoughts, every thought that he had, it was only evil. And so God was, was frustrated with this, of course, because he is a holy God. And when he saw that, he determined that he was going to destroy the world. But in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 8, we find the first reference to the word grace in the Bible. In the midst of a crisis, in the midst of a, a impending doom on the world, we find the word grace. And in Genesis 6, 8, we find that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That's the first point we want to discuss today. Noah was able to weather the storm because he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Only by the grace of God are we able to weather the storms of life. You see, Noah was in the midst of a world of wickedness. And if it were not for his obedience, if it were not for his response to God's grace and, and love, he would have been right there with them. Now, Noah didn't do anything to earn that. We don't do anything to earn God's grace. Grace is unmerited favor. But isn't it beautiful, isn't it amazing that Noah, in the midst of the world crashing down around him, was able to find grace in the eyes of the Lord. In the second place, as we consider Noah, who weathered the storm, not only did he find grace in the eyes of the Lord, but Noah found solace in the promises of the Lord. You go through this text and you consider that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He was a man who walked with God. He was a man who, 
who believed what God had said, and he acted on that, he obeyed him. But he found solace in the promises of the Lord. And the Lord was ready to wipe the world out. But he instructed Noah to do something. He instructed him to build an ark. And Hebrews 11 and verse 7 says that by faith Noah moved with fear and he built the ark. He did so according to the pattern, according to how God instructed him to do it. He didn't add or take away from God's commands. He heard what God said, he believed what God said, and he acted on what God said, which is the very definition of biblical faith. Here we have Noah who, who hears that the world is going to be destroyed with the flood. But he has this, this calmness, he has this promise given to him that if he will obey God, him and his family can be saved. We find in 1 Peter chapter 3 that Noah and his family were saved. Eight souls were saved. Consider how bad the world was that there were only eight souls that were on that ark to be saved. And so in the midst of all of this going on, this, this storm that Noah's facing, that the world around him is going to be destroyed, he finds grace in the eyes of the Lord. He finds solace in the promises of the Lord. God is essentially telling Noah, if you'll obey me, I'll take care of you. And what a beautiful, beautiful thought that is echoed throughout Scripture. You know, the grace of God teaches us. That's what we'll find in Titus 2, 11 and 12. And so the grace of God was teaching. And it teaches us today the same thing. Here's what God has done for you. He's what he will, here's what he will do for you. What will you do? How will you respond? And we have a responsibility to respond to the grace of God. As we think about that word solace, it can be defined as comfort or consolation in a time of distress. <laughs> what I ask you was, was Noah facing a time of distress? Well, you better believe it. Think of, think of all that he had to go through. And I often think about, you know, spending a hundred years, a hundred plus years, not only building this art, but preaching, defending what you're doing. You know, I've only lived 28 years. I just, I can't imagine that, you know, multiply my life four or five times and just to picture doing one central thing with your life. It's, you're invested in this project, you're building the ark, but you're also going to God uh, in prayer, and you're preaching his word to everyone around you, and they don't want to hear it. That's exactly what Noah did. But you know what kept him going? He found solace, again, comfort or consolation in this time of distress. You know, Noah had never seen rain before. So how in the world is he going to picture a flood in his mind? He had to trust in the promises of God. It must have been very difficult for him to stay the course with everybody ridiculing him and telling him that he was crazy for doing what he was doing. And yet, he kept his eyes on the Lord. He, he stayed focused on those promises. And so Noah was able to weather the storm because he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He found solace in the promises of the Lord. But third and finally, before we get to our application, Noah found peace in keeping the commandments of the Lord by faith. Again, I mentioned Hebrews 11 and verse 7. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, moved with fear and built that ark of the saving of his family. Notice that, that prequel. By faith. That's what it took. He had to hear from God because 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. And he had to have faith to be pleasing to God. Because Hebrews eleven six tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so here we have Noah, one who was able to find grace in the eyes of the Lord, find solace in the promises of the Lord, and find peace in keeping the commandments of the Lord by faith. Even though his world was crashing down around him, even though he was in a time of great distress and, and a time where it must have been very confusing, Noah was able to do these three things and he was able to weather the storm. As we bring this study to a close, I want us to think about some application. What can we take from this episode and apply to our lives that we may be able to weather the storms of life? You know, we face all kinds of storms. And at the time of this recording, we're still in the midst of this pandemic. This is November 17th, 2020. We still don't know who's going to be elected president. There's all kinds of different things going on with that. We think about the, the racial tension that's still evident in our country. We think about what is going on uh, in the sporting world right now with just utter chaos, with all kinds of different things. We face all kinds of storms. It doesn't matter what area of life you want to discuss. There's going to be a storm there. It might be with your family. It might be with your finances. It might be with your career. It might be a sickness that comes out of nowhere. We face all kinds of storms. But like Noah, we too can find grace in the eyes of the Lord. We must understand that only by God's grace we are able to overcome. In Romans 5, 1 and 2, we find that we have peace with God. That we've been justified through Jesus Christ. And we have this grace, this hope in which we stand. The Apostle Paul says, By the grace of God, I am what I am, 1 Corinthians 15.10. And so when we appreciate that we don't deserve any of this, but God willingly blesses us, God willingly gives us opportunities to live for Him, we too can find grace in the eyes of the Lord and respond accordingly. But then we, we notice that Noah found solace in the promises of the Lord. And brethren and friends, we can do the same. We can find solace. We can find consolation in a time of distress because God is the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our tribulation. 2 Corinthians 1.3 We need to remember that God the promise maker is God the promise keeper and God cannot lie. The Bible says it's impossible for him to lie. Hebrews 6.18 And God who cannot lie has promised us eternal life. Titus 1.2 And so we can have we can find grace in the eyes of the Lord. We can have solace in the promises of the Lord. But then we can have peace by our obedience to the Lord. You see, Noah could, could rest his head at night knowing that he's listened to God, he's believed in what he said, and he did what he said to do. You know, there's a lot of things that could be going on around us. Our world could, it could take a turn for the worse very, very soon, especially in this country. But if we know that we're doing our absolute best to obey God and give Him the glory, then we can have true peace. We find in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 8, that we are to be anxious or careful for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Paul says, Let your requests be made known unto God. 
and the peace of God, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. When you are right with God, you can weather whatever storm comes your way. And with that, we consider this idea of weathering the storm like Noah did. Noah who found grace in the eyes of the Lord, who found solace in the promises of the Lord, and who found peace in keeping the commandments of the Lord by faith. May we do the exact same thing that we may be able to weather the storm. Uh, again, I thank you for listening today. I'm excited about this season. And as we kick off with the example of Noah, I hope that it's one that will help you, as it has helped me, to trust in God who is in complete control, to find grace in His eyes, solace in His promises, and peace in doing what He says to do. I hope and pray that this episode in some way will help you to weather the storm. Thank you so much, and may God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.